This is the Sales Manager Playbook. We interview some of the leading sales managers who reveal to us some of their very best strategies for sales growth. As a sales manager, what are the most important metrics to focus on? And perhaps more importantly, what are some of the wrong metrics that a lot of sales teams use? Dave Brock has a new book coming out, The Sales Manager Survival Guide. And in this episode, we talk about why quota-related outcome metrics may do more harm than good. He also gives us some other activity metrics that reinforce the process of daily activity that will eventually drive bottom-line sales. Let's get into it. Okay, Dave, as a sales manager, how do you approach the topic of sales metrics? Cautiously. But, uh, uh, no, sales metrics, it's, it's, you know, all of us in salespeople, uh, as salespeople and sales managers are used to having a scorecard. And really the, the, the metrics uh, and the goals associated with those metrics become a scorecard against which uh, how we as individual salespeople measure ourselves to keep us on target and how our managers look at us to say, are we meeting expectations, uh, their expectations in terms of performance? So it's critical that, you know, and as an individual performer, it's critical that each of us have that scorecard and say, what are the right metrics? What are the right metrics to assure that I'm on track to meet my quota, to meet my goals and so on and so forth? Um, and, you know, and then once I start seeing myself go off the off target, you know, then what do I do to fix that? Great. Let, let's start with some of the some of the wrong metrics, maybe some of the vanity metrics that you see out there that uh, startups or even uh, small to medium uh, sized businesses are using in their sales organizations. Are there any that uh, pop off? Uh, well, I'll say, uh, and this is probably a little controversial, the wrong metric or the wrong goal is quota performance. Uh, and you know, people will say, Dave, you're crazy. You know, we're measured on how much revenue we produce. And the the real issue around that is it's a great metric, but it's an outcome-oriented metric. So if I'm looking at, am I doing the things today? Am I doing the things this week that allow me to achieve my my goals unless my sales cycle is a day sales cycle like a, a retail or consumer product type thing am i doing the right things to achieve my goals next month next quarter uh quota is a terrible metric to measure yourself against so you need to find the metrics that are, are associated with you know what should i be doing this week uh and how much that that's the goal part of the metric. So we confuse metrics and goals. The metric is the, the measurement itself, for instance, number of telephone calls a week. But the goal is how many of those telephone calls do I need to make this week? Okay, yeah. So if quota is maybe a wrong metric, what are some of the better metrics to that you advise to use? So that's one of those it depends kind of things. But but you know, if I look at the metrics, if I say I have a, a, a 30 day or longer sales cycle, um, you know, what I kind of want to do is I kind of want to back into am I doing the right activities today or this week that allow me to make my numbers in 30, 60, 90, or whatever it is, number of days. So, you know, typically those are activity type metrics. You know, some of the key ones that I really like looking at are your pipeline metrics are very, very powerful for those kinds of things. Other kinds of activity metrics may be as simple as a number of prospecting conversations that you have um, 
uh, a week, number of, of cus first customer meetings, number of proposals that you have a week. In our organization, for instance, we have all pretty, we have about a 15 to 18 month sales cycle and our guys are all fairly senior. And the one weekly activity metric I measure everybody on, including myself, is number of first customer conversations a week. Um, I tend not to like number of phone calls a week uh, because that's something that's so easily gamed. You know, you can look at saying, I dialed the phone a uh, hundred times, didn't talk to anyone, but I dialed the phone a hundred times. So that's not a terribly useful metric. I like that concept a lot of, of, of quote unquote honest um, metrics where you can't necessarily game the system and it is a true honest um, value add to the to the. Uh, overall organization rather than just being kind of a vanity metric like we talked about are there uh, can you explain a little bit more the thought process of how how as a general advice that would apply to um, any business but how to go about thinking about how to identify your best metrics and then also how to best set goals kind of uh, two separate questions but how to set goals um, against that metric and, and, and how to set those baselines yeah, and I, I think the, the way you do that is you kind of look, you start at the end and work backwards. So while I said quota performance is a terrible metric to look at from kind of a day-to-day -day metric, that's what we are all measured on at the end of the month, the end of the quarter, the end of the year, is we're expected to produce a certain amount of revenue um, uh, every year, say. And so what you want to do is you want to work backwards and say, what are the things that produce that amount of revenue? Revenue. So you have to, you, you work backwards from saying, I need to produce, say, a million dollars by December if, I have a, if I'm on a calendar year. So if I start working backwards and say, what are the critical activities I need to be doing? So for instance, how many deals do I need to chase? How many opportunities do I need to have in my pipeline? Um, to make that number. So I could do an arbitrary example, say I have a million dollar quota, say my average deal size is, is a hundred thousand dollars. So it says at the end of the year, I have to close 10 deals. You know, so as I work that backwards, I start saying, well, what's my win rate? Well, if my win rate say 25%, it means throughout the year, I have to have a pipeline of at least 40 deals. You know, so now I start having a metric that's very useful to me. I can say if I have 40 high quality deals in my pipeline and they're moving, um, there's high probability that I'm going to make my number. You know, so, so that's one thing to look at. Then I start looking at, well, what do I need to be doing with those deals? You know, how many proposals do I have to submit? Uh, how many uh, first customer meetings do I need to have? So you start working backwards and say, well, for every 10 first customer meetings I have, uh, I may generate one qualified opportunity. So now first customer meetings, and if I run the math on that, uh, you know, say my healthy pipeline said I have, have to have 40 qualified deals, that, and if I get one out of 10, that says I need to have 400 first customer meetings uh, a year. Uh, so now I can start tracking myself on that. I could say, geez, if they're, you know, roughly 200 days a, a, a year, that means I have to have two customer meetings, uh, two, 200 workdays a year. I have to have two first customer meetings every single day. So now I have a metric 
that really is tied to the outcomes it produces. So rather than somebody saying, you know, 10 telephone calls a day, I know that if I actually have two conversations a day with potential customers, uh, and I do that every single day, that I'm going to be on track to make my numbers at the end of the year. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I like that thought process quite a bit. And you've got a you've got a book coming out um, soon, the Sales Manager Survival Guide. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, it's it's uh, kind of been a passion of me. When you look at it, if, when you look at what really drives sales performance, it's the frontline sales manager. It's the person that manages each salesperson and manages the teams to to really achieve their goals. Um, you know, and it's the person, that person is one that kind of looks at saying, what are the right metrics we need to have in place? What are the right goals? And so on and so forth. The problem is, is, is there's very few resources available to first line sales managers that say, how do I do the job? How do I excel? What are the critical elements in the job? What are the, the, the traps that I might fall into? What happens when things go wrong? So this really is, I wrote Sales Manager Survival Guide is really that. It's kind of a desktop guide that anytime you're trying to figure out what you should be doing or when you encounter a problem or you're looking at how do I spend my time, it's really a practical guide to how do you become an outstanding sales manager and sales leader. That's great. And it looks like you can find that at the salesmanagersurvivalguide.com. We'll link to that. Actually, uh, salesmanagersurvivalguide.com. And it's available on Amazon and uh, right now in paperback and Kindle version and should be available on on, uh, iTunes as an iBook in probably about two weeks. Perfect. Yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes. Thank you for joining us, Dave. Thanks so much, Mike. You can find all the resources and show notes for this and all of our episodes at leadfuse.com backslash podcast.